Hello and welcome to this fabulous episode of SuperWoo Radio. I am delighted, absolutely delighted to introduce to you a very dear friend um, who I have the utmost love, honour and respect for. Uh, we, I was privileged to cross paths with um, my friend Lisa mm, back in around 2015 and we were able to enter into a co-creative process of, well, for me, it was more of a remembering. It was like Lisa facilitated a giant remembering process for me back into my aquatic heritage. It was a grand awakening um, internal for me through this process in being in her presence um, and experiencing her beingness, her multidimensional nature. Uh, the love that she has that embodies for um, the aquatic realms, the water dwellers, uh, the love that she embodies for all of humanity and the love that she embodies for Mother Earth and basically life itself. Uh, and so with this rich background in her life journey as well, uh, I am absolutely delighted to have on Superwoo Radio Lisa Denning. Lisa, welcome to Superwoo Radio. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, mate, it's an absolute, absolute um, delight to have you on. I've been um, contemplating this opportunity, this co-creation with you for some time. And uh, I feel after, you know, recently having Heather on as well, mm -hmm. uh, my fellow sister of ours, <laughs> old sister, um, I thought, oh, what, what a beautiful opportunity just to have two of my favorite merwomen on mm -hmm. uh in the world on uh simultaneously like back to back oh, just a delight thank you oh it's great to be here it's great to see you again hey um what i wanted to ask you was uh what have you been up to lately and um but before we go into that because i know you've been busy you've been working it behind the scenes as mm -hmm. you do so graciously uh, I um, wanted to ask you, can you share a little bit about yourself to our beautiful community and those who are watching and listening? Uh, because you have a very rich life, actually. <laughs> it's been quite a journey, for sure. Yeah. yeah. To get here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, I live here on the big island of Hawaii. I've been here almost 22 years now. And what brought me here initially was the dolphins, knowing that there was a place here to be able to access them, to be with them and connect with them on a, on a daily basis, really. Um, there's pods of dolphins that come in here to interact with the humans almost every morning, which is, is pretty magical. Um, and, and for me, that connection started long, long ago, way back. I can remember when I was probably three, when I learned how to swim, I was watching my sister take swimming lessons. And then the next week I just dove in and started doing it. So I, from a very young age, the water for me felt like my home, like that was where I felt the most joy 
in my body where I wanted to be and explore and play. Um, so I, I stuck with that my whole life um, and, and became interested with the aquatic beings at a very young age also. I found myself fascinated by them, watching anything I could find out about them, drawing them in school, doodling, not paying attention to anything and just kind of day, daydreaming about what I thought their life was like and how could I connect with them. It feels like you found your ecosystem Mm, mm-hmm. And you found an extended family. Mm-hmm. Feels that's been my experience with you. And the times that we were in the water, it was um, because I I had the background of being a competition swimmer, mm. and also spending time in the ocean throughout my youth. And um, uh, I quickly learned that you know how to understand how people feel when they're in the the water. Mm. And I, you and Heather to me, and I've got my friend Jason here, the three of you, I've never seen any other people, oh, besides Joan, of course, you know, and of that elk, you know, Mm. um, so comfortable in the water. It's like second nature. It is, well, it's part of your nature. It is, Mm. you're not separate from the water. You you are the water when you're in the water. Mm -hmm. And I find that absolutely inspiring, fascinating. Mm -hmm. And it's a joyful experience to be there, to be a witness to it and to Mm -hmm. see it and to feel it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's nothing like that. And I think when I discovered that for myself, when I first was able to kind of uh, make sense of that in my own being, it it helped me to stay on this planet a little bit easier. It helped me to start make sense of things and find a, find a home in my own body with that too, is through, through the journey of life and teenage years and, and trauma, I developed my own, uh, I developed an eating disorder. So I developed this whole life path where I was trying to so hard not be in my body and get out of my body. Like it was a painful place to be. And I, I, I couldn't figure out why and what was going on. Of course, there's multiple layers to all of that kinds of stuff that we create to survive in this world. Um, but for me, when I was in the process of that, I had an opportunity to come up where I could go and be with dolphins. It was like a retreat that came up. Oh, there's, there's dolphins and yoga and all this stuff. And I didn't know anything about anything else. All I saw was dolphins and I wanted to go and connect with them. And interesting for me in that time, I really had to make a choice of, am I going to stay stuck in my old world and be fearful of feeling all these things in my body? Or am I going to really literally dive in and go towards my dream and my people, you know, my beings with that. And and making that decision to go and connect with them that time completely changed the course of my life. As, as soon as I got in the water that day, that first day of the retreat, a dolphin came over to me and stopped right next to me, looking, looking into my eyes and really created this stillness inside that I had never felt before. I had never felt that kind of peace and stillness that I remember in my whole life. And, you know, all that mind chatter that goes, 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 goes. Finally, it was just silence. And I was completely present with this being. And 
after that experience, I, I, I knew I needed more of that. I needed to find out what happened there. What happened with those beings that created that inside of myself. And so that kind of led me on the path of figuring out, okay, where can I find them? Where are they? I need to go and, and be with them, which eventually led me to meeting Joan, Joan Ocean, our dear friend and coming out to Hawaii to, uh, to, to connect with them, to find my, my family, really. My chosen I just, just want to sing out to and send my uh, love on and respects to Joan as well. What a magnificent mm. being and mm-hmm. what a champion she has been for our cetaceous family um, and the ocean itself and just the right and the respect and yeah, and the mm-hmm. fight that she's been in throughout the decades. And I mean, that, that lady deserves so many accolades, really. Yeah, absolutely. And really normalizing that connection for all of us that we know that we we're all telepathic with each other, but also with them, with these other beings, and that it's a such a joyous relationship to have with them. And she's been a voice for that for so many years. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all the legal battles too. I mean, wow. <laughs> what she is. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, she's not one to to go into a protest or anything like that. She more speaks of what she does want to create rather than pushing against something. But when she was asked to to stand up for the dolphins and whales, she did. She went to court against the Navy to help to speak for them against the the sonar that was happening and killing so many of them. So it was amazing. It stopped it for quite a while. Yeah. Now it's creeping back in. But I know, of course. They can't help themselves. It's a a psychosis. We know it's a psychosis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So after you were able to, um, you know, feel that um, that presence, Mm. yeah, and uh, that stillness in the mind, Mm -hmm. you know, because I got the same thing when I did that horse medicine. Yeah. Right. Mm Yeah. I had a similar experience with that. And um, as well as with the aquatics, you know, being in the water with the dolphins. Mm -hmm. And um, so when you experienced that, what did you want to do next? Because it's like you would have had all that mind chatter going on with your, I would say, I'd have to use the word traumatic life circumstances. Mm -hmm. It was quite traumatic and, and dramatic for you. Um, and to have that all of a sudden, it's not like it was deleted. It was almost like it was absorbed into your being and the grace, the graceness of you deep down inside was allowed to come out and be Mm -hmm. present and that to be more the dominant expression of you Mm. rather than the wounded and distorted expression of you does that make sense it does make sense i can feel i feel that strongly yeah it's it's trying to find the words for it sometimes it's hard because it's um all those parts of me that were in there for so long finally had a place to be seen i think it was being seen by those beings at such a deep level uh was like oh okay 
maybe I do belong here. Maybe I am here for a reason. Um, and it, when I, the, the first day I swam out here, when I landed on the island and I swam out with the pod here, it, it's one of those things you just, you just never forget. I was swimming out and I could hear them and hear them before they came and suddenly was just surrounded by this pod of dolphins and, you know, crystal clear, amazing water. And I felt like here, here they are, like I'm, I'm here. It was like a reunion. It felt like a reunion, like, like exactly where I was supposed to be. They had been waiting for me. I was finally there and just, we swam for hours and hours and, and, and daily we have for the last 20 years. Um, but that, uh, like finding my place, not only inside of myself, but then eventually of like, okay, at some point I have to take this back onto land <laughs> to deal with humans as well. Cause I would have much rather stay <laughs> under the water and just and, and play. It's so free. It's so free yeah. down there and, 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 and true, you know, they, they're the ones that taught me everything felt like they taught me how to, how to trust another being out there, how to trust myself out there in the deep water. I never felt fear out there, how to, yeah. you know, appreciate my body and be in my body in a different way and, and to laugh and to play like coming from such, you know, depression and trauma and just rejection of this place completely to find like, okay, there's, this is why I came to this planet. And it's to okay to be Lisa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and the, that permission, it's like you finally yeah. found a, a space inside of you to go, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to give myself permission to, to be me in this world. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm finally making the decision that it's, starting to feel like it's safe to be here and mm-hmm. I'm okay with being here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Took me a while to work that one out too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I can tell you uh, the medicine that we experienced between us, you know, and the medicine that in our friendship and the medicine that we experienced, mm. that I experienced from you and um, because – you know, people probably aren't aware that you uh, facilitate, that's part of what you do for your mm-hmm. vocation, is yes. um, that you uh, organise for people to go swimming with the dolphins mm-hmm. and and then you go in there and you take photos because you're an underwater photographer, mm-hmm. both above and underwater. You're, mm-hmm. you're a very... Um, prolific I would say very naturally talented photographer Mm. um and but your ability to take photos underwater is Mm. astounding and uh, what's your website Uh, my website it is lisa denning d-e-n-n-i-n-g dot com there you go lisa denning dot com and uh yeah please go and have a look it's do do yourself a favor and go and have a look because there's um what what you manage to do is to capture the essence of the moment mm. in your photos so it's like you know the old saying every picture tells a story mm-hmm. yeah so yeah your your photos tell a story but your photos are, are, are almost a book at times because mm. there's so much in there so mm-hmm. um and that experience that i had with you 
um, like you were facilitating for me to have my process in the ocean with mm-hmm. these beings mm-hmm. so I could go through my own internal process mm-hmm. um, was life-changing for me, absolutely mm-hmm. life-changing. So I'm talking from first-hand experience um, mm-hmm. and uh, also Jason, we often talk about the experiences that we had there with you peeps mm-hmm. and uh you know and our time with joan and the retreat and the whole lot the whole thing mm-hmm. was uh just so beautiful uh and it it's long lasting like yeah a lot of people will go do a course or a retreat you know and then it's okay for a few days for some people and then it wanes or for mm-hmm. some people, it mm-hmm. might they might hold on to it for a few weeks and then it wanes. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're lucky, a small percentage hold on to it for a month for months, mm-hmm. and then there's the very few that actually hold on to it and and it's life changing and it's permanent. But what I found with the type of medicine that you are facilitating is it's it's really long lasting. Like for me, it hasn't waned at all, at all. Mm-hmm. It's always there now. It's a part of me. It's awakened that heritage inside of me, that aquatic heritage. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and and that time we swam with a turtle too. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That was wild. Mm -hmm. This big old turtle. And it's kind of like you're swimming with them and they're just cruising along going, hey, (laughs) how you doing? (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. And... um, Yesterday I was inspired. I was at my local cafe and there's a local artist here and um, and I saw this hanging on the wall and uh, I just had to, had to get it, you know. There's this beautiful little painting here. Aww. Right? I love that. Yep. And it's called Shena- uh, Underwater Shenanigans. <laughs> and it's a great name, isn't it? And, it's you know, perfect. it really, she's captured the essence. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a lovely lady. She's been, and she's been. Um, uh, sorry, her name is yeah Annie or Connie. Can't read the writing, Connie. And uh, she's been married to a, a surfer for like thirty mm-hmm. years, and he surfs every day. And you know, it's like these people really understand the essence mm-hmm. of um, yeah. life in the water. There's something about it. And, you know, and our body's being 70% water. Yeah. You know, and the ocean is 70%. It's like the fractal thing that I've talked about a lot. And it's like our mm-hmm. bodies reflect the planet. We're a fractal of Earth. And so mm-hmm. the amount of water to the amount of land, you know, is the ratio of the water to everything else in our bodies as well. It's the same. Mm-hmm. And so that's why the ocean is such of such importance to us. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I see you've got the... Um, a pretty serious turtle back there on the banner as well. Turtles back wow. There. Yeah. Is that by a local artist? Um, that one? No, I got that one in Tahiti, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, very powerful. Very yeah. strong, that one. They it's are. Incorporating the, um, the dragon energy as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sort of like the larger grouping of the, um, you know, the aquatic reptiles. Yeah. 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 So um, that's that's what I love about the medicine. It's really deep. It's very nourishing and it's very long lasting. Mm. Um, and I find that, you know, um, refreshing. 
because mm-hmm. so many other things. And even I see people struggle with my work. There's people that I come in, they'll do my courses and for some people they're not quite in that space for it or they thought it was more a mental idea to come and do the course rather than feeling it from here. Yeah. And that that's usually the ones that they don't actually, it doesn't adhere to their being or to their psyche and and however I just found that the you know you follow the calling to the aquatic medicine mm-hmm. and it's deep it's right there it is and sometimes for people it'll it'll hit in three months or six months or something will happen and they'll have a a dream or a remembering and everything from the course your course or what happens here will come will come back to them and it'll all make sense too you know so everybody on their timing but it does seem that in the last, I don't know, several years, more and more people have been called to the ocean, called in to connect with these beings on a deeper level. And I think it, it there's that spark of, of remembering and, and deep connection, whether it's lifetimes here, other lifetimes, other planets and galaxies, but there's, they're calling people into the waters now to remember who they are to, to wake up to that uh, multidimensionality of, of themselves, of ourselves and how we can all connect this way with humans too. You know, they're trying to remind us that like, it's not just in the water that we can have these amazing experiences. Like we need to have this with each other now on this planet to connect with each other with that, make that eye contact, have those conversations and be vulnerable in that way to have those real I love, I love that that little ditty to be vulnerable right i've chosen to do that with my friends uh very mm-hmm. consciously recently and i love that i love opening up and just sharing how i truly feel about things mm-hmm. and it's um it it's being that raw authentic human nature allowing it to come out and not being afraid to be the you know express yourself because i find that the more I do it, then I'm not actually expressing through wounds. Mm. You know, on, on the on times when you start, you know, wanting to open up and be vulnerable, there's a little bit of wound expression. And as you express, mm. the things get a little bit slanted or twisted and distorted. But, you know, you learn pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, some people shy away and they shut back down. Mm-hmm. But if you learn quick, then you move through that pain and, and, you, and you observe yourself and you see yourself and you own it. And then you go deep diving into those wounds and then all of a sudden, wow, now you can express yourself with joy. It's like an authentic joy. It's just vibrance and you mm-hmm. want to share how you truly feel with your friends and family and people and, you know, whoever. Um, and it just feels so good to do that. And I'm really doing it in my community here and you can really see how it rubs some people up in a really unpleasant way because you're showing them that you've got that authentic, you're not wearing the mask, mm-hmm. it's being really raw and real and authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, for some people it's abrasive because mm-hmm. they're hiding behind so many masks because when you express that, you're you're cutting through all the masks and reaching deep down into their authentic nature. Right. Um, and that hurts them because when people used to do that to me, it used to hurt me. <laughs> because I had all these masks on right all these layers and and but the majority of people here in this community they love it they absolutely love it and to be able to 
you know, bring more of their authentic nature out. And sort of like now we're all just supporting each other and amplifying each other. And it's like an inspire, inspiration and encouragement to be more authentic. And bringing it back to our cetaceous cousins, they're just in that space constantly. Yeah, that's where they exist. You know, that's that's their world. And being conscious breathers, they they choose every single breath that they take. So imagine the state that they're in to be that conscious all the time with their breath in that way. I mean, if we did that, we would all be dead or super, you know, super elevated in that way. And and they're just such good teachers for us, you know, constantly reminding us. Uh, who we are and also to play and not to be so serious and, you know, to have, have fun, have a lot more fun than we've been having lately, I think in this world. Exactly. And, you know, my, um, I'm going to say the theme for me this year is fun. Mm. Remember to have fun. And uh, yeah, I, I sent a big voice memo to all my friends and it was like, well, if you ain't having fun, I've got this, Georgism, if you ain't having fun, you ain't doing it right. Mm-hmm. You know? And if you ain't having fun, then there's no fun because the fun needs fun. And if the fun's not there, then you're not having fun. Mm-hmm. So you've got to have fun in order to have fun. Because <laughs> you can't have fun yeah. without fun. Yeah. So, hey, bring on the fun. Yeah. And it just needs to be that's, mm-hmm. you know, because it's here. It's like if we look at all the madness that's going on in the world, right? What's, mm-hmm. what's the alter ego of that? Joy, fun. And if we live in a, in a universe of contrasting expressions, that means whatever you bear witness to here, the alter ego of it exists as well. Mm-hmm. So if there's that much evil and darkness and madness going on in the world, imagine how much fun and joy is on offer. Exactly. Exactly. Lots of it. <laughs> Lots of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just giving ourselves that permission to, you know, not get sucked down and it's okay to still feel happy and feel joy and to play and be happy, even in the midst of all this insanity. Cause like you said, that counteracts it, that, that, you know, brings a different option for people, a different vibration for people to feel and experience. Um, with that. So what, would you i'd really love for you to share uh now one of your you know really deep experiences um because i know you've had many we've spoken about these things and uh i know you've had (laughs) a wealth of experiences um but i feel like there's some for this sharing today that are important for you to share as well Hmm. Hmm. There's a few that come to mind. Um, I know that one, there was one early on with the dolphins, I'd say in the first couple of years that I was with them, um, that I was, they're always teaching me, I feel like with what they're doing. And I was really playing with the, the idea of like, do they really know what I'm thinking? Can they really read my mind? Is this communication really happening? And we were we were out on the boat 
boat one day was when I was working on a boat a lot. And I saw a dolphin that had a lot of uh, fishing line wrapped around his tail and it was spread out really, really, really far. And it was a little bit separate from the pod. And I saw him and, and was swimming along with him and realized I didn't have anything with me that could cut it or, or help him. I didn't have a knife or scissors or anything like that, that we carry often on the boat. And that day we didn't have it for some reason. So uh, the last time in the water with this dolphin, I told him, I said, okay, we're going to be back tomorrow. I'll be in the water tomorrow and I'll have help. If you, if you would like help, come and find me, I'll have it. And so, you know, the day went by, we went back on the boat and we were swimming and uh, got in the water that next day. I started swimming and I just closed my eyes and I said, I'm here. Like, I'm here if you're here and, and you would like some help. And it was maybe two or three minutes later, I looked down, that dolphin was coming up underneath me, came up and swam probably 10 feet in front of me, wow. enough that I could almost reach the line. And um, I just I just swam with him for a while and just watched because I, I could sense and feel that there was a little bit of like, nervousness kind of this could be all my projection but this was my experience of like you know and I didn't want to just grab the line and try to do because it was really deeply embedded into his tail ouch yeah it was well it's so hard to see so I was swimming swimming just behind him and just talking to him and just say like I'm I'm here it's like it's on your terms when you're ready you know because we never touch them we never grab them or anything it's always very respectful in their home and eventually over probably the next half hour, I just stayed with him and he slowly was slowing down and coming closer and coming closer. And then at some point I said, okay, I think it's time. Like, let's do it. You know, I can cut some off. And he just kind of turned and looked at me at the side and, and slowed way down, just stopped. So I swam up and I was able to cut from the tail, all that, the drag off of him. Wow. And he kind of like shook a little bit and and looked back at me and like dove down back with his buddies in swimming. And I was like, wow, you know, that was, that was amazing. And, and that sweet dolphins, we, we would see him almost every day for about a week when we would get in and he'd always, every time I'd get in, I'm like, how are you doing? I'm here. And he'd come over and swim me and, and swim with me. And then this amazing thing happened. There was one day we got in in another location by the beach. And, uh, I, I didn't see him anywhere. I was swimming, swimming. And I'm like, are you here? What's going on? I was still a little concerned just because how deep the fishing line had been in his tail. And this other dolphin swam up to me right next to my side. It was swimming really close, like in a, in a different kind of way. Cause I often swim really close, but something felt different. And I was swimming and I was trying to kind of go back this way towards the pod and he wouldn't let me, he kept swimming and swimming. And um, I was like, okay, where are we, where are we going? Take me, take me where you, wherever you want me to go and trying to show me something. And so I, I followed this dolphin in and took me way in close to shore and then swam away. And I looked down and that other dolphin was there, the one that I had gotten the line off. He took me right over to that dolphin to see that he was still okay. And I was able to actually get a little bit more line off his tail. But that day when, yeah, that other dolphin knew I was worried about the injured one took me right over to him to wow. see that he's wow. still here. He's still okay. It was amazing. It was just one of those 
things that, I mean, you never forget, of course, but it just reminds me like they all, like they always know what we're thinking and feeling and that. So it's like to really be clear in our communication with that, you know, and never, never doubt it. And I've seen, seen, you know, dozens and dozens of experiences like that with other people where they can't keep up or they ask them to slow down and they slow down or with special needs or handicapped people that we have in the water that are paralyzed or something going on, the dolphins completely change their behavior and will come over and go really slow right under these people. And, you know, it's, it's incredible. The whales too, the whales have that same, same connection in that way. Yeah. I was, I was getting all emotional listening to that. Hmm. Yeah, because it, it, um, as you were speaking, you're also emanating an energy. Mm. It's like it's coming from them through you to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a big reminder. What I just experienced energetically as you were sharing was a big, I could feel mm. the, um, that's the right languaging. Um, that unified field of consciousness, that mm. that unity that they all have, that we all have, and that we have with them, mm-hmm. and it's this 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 uh, natural communication, this field mm-hmm. of communication, mm-hmm. and when we allow ourselves to open that up within ourselves again. So you could say the languaging we'd normally use is when we tap into it. But what I came to realise is it's already in me. I just need to allow it to open up inside me. Mm -hmm. And and that's what I just did more of just then. And that's why I got emotional because Mm -hmm. it's a deep memory inside all of Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's true because it is is from here. Mm. It's not here. Mm. And that's, that's for me, I know the part that I need to quiet down a lot of times to then access that, to be in that all the time Mm. with them. Mm. And that's where it creates that magic out there with them rather than trying to have an experience or trying to take a certain picture or try to create, it it never works, never. Mm. So it's just. It's about letting go of Mm -hmm. that want and need and it's more like in the flow and Mm -hmm. once we're in that natural flow of the unfoldment of life as it just unfolds Mm -hmm. as we flow through it Mm -hmm. um, then whatever experience presents then it's going to you know and and what I find also in that space is uh, we get the indications of to take action. There are times when you've got to get your flippers going and, and reposition yourself. It's not all just, right. you know, we do, it's, um, how do I, how do I explain it? Words, right? Um, <laughs> it's a active participatory mm-hmm. co-creative process. Co-creation, yeah, it's co-creation for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it's it's different than just going out and floating out there. And I mean, that's blissful too to float and watch and be and just be in that massive energy. Um, 
you know, it can, it can be whatever you want it to be when you really are watching what they're doing and following their signals when they're ready to play or when they want you to dive or what's going on. It's, it's, it's fun. It just creates a whole new relationship out there because then they, they know that you're there too. And they, they get that. Mm. Yeah. And same with the whales They're They get that little twinkle in their eye too. When you know, they're up to something, <laughs> especially the babies. I want to, um, share an experience that I had with you on the boat. Sure. If that's okay. Mm-hmm. Cause it kind of, freak me out in the most magnificent way possible <laughs> you're like oh, which, oh no. which one's he gonna share <laughs> so we're on the boat and um all the boats headed uh i can't remember the direction i think it's south of kona or mm-hmm. You know, when you look at Kona from the water and to the right, is that like a southwest? South. Mm-hmm. south. South. Yeah. So we're there and all the boats headed south. And I remember the, the captain of the boat was, you know, he's looking at you and he's, and he's like, oh, everyone's going south, you know, and you're like, no, we need to swim with the whales. And, and, and he's like, but everyone's heading south. And you just sat there. Oh, I remember this moment. I was looking at you. You just went, you just went deep, and you went pilot whales six miles that way, which was, <laughs> which was. <laughs> do you remember this one? <laughs> right, and, mm-hmm. and, and like everybody's gone there, and you're saying we're to go over there, <laughs> you know, and it was north, northwest, I think. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going south, and. And, and he just looks at you and you just went pilot whales six miles that way. And I was just going, fire out. He's gone, got it. Turns the boat around and we head out that way. And sure enough, we get out there and there they are. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's been so tough for me to use this term, but you freaked me the fuck out. Right? <laughs> In the best way possible, right? And I mean that with lots of love. Oh, that's funny. But it showed me. It just, it like, yeah, that showed mm. me. And it showed all of us. And uh, this is what we have within us. Mm. You know, if we allow it, it's there. And that's where you're a really wonderful teacher because you're reminding us of what is available for us you know, within ourselves. Yeah. Mm. So thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. It was a big moment in my life. I never forgot that. And I share mm. it with my friends, you know, mm. that, um, you know, that experience and, and others that we had, because as we open up to more of our humanity, our natural humanity, mm-hmm. by default, we are now opening up to the rest of life as well. Mm-hmm. So now these beings are not foreign they're like friends and like that connection and it's like when you think of a friend and the next thing they're calling you on the phone Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of that beautiful Mm. it is definitely they're in in some way it feels otherworldly but it's and 
and it's not it's just because that's it's a little bit new to us sinking into that feeling with them it's a forgotten thing yeah Mm -hmm. it's like it feels new because it's like a muscle that's atrophied almost Mm -hmm. you know but we can we can walk again yeah it's like we're getting out the wheelchair and like no we can actually walk we can do this yeah. It's forgotten that you can and it might take a little bit of time and you might fall as you, you know, try to walk again. Um, but if you stay with it, it's mm-hmm. there and it develops, doesn't it? It grows. Absolutely. Yeah, I know for me and for so many, that's our, it's, it's, feels more natural than anything else. You know, that, that connection with these beings or, I mean, some people it's horses or frogs or dogs or whatever it is, but these, these beings are so expansive and, and their consciousness is just goes on for eons that there's, there's so much remembering for us of, of who, of those bigger parts of who we are and how can we apply that to our lives and to what's, what's going on now. So how, how does it relate to not just having an amazing swim with these beings every day, but like, how do we bring that back on, onto land and contribute, contribute in that way. And that, that energetic way with all of our interactions with that, how it, the, you know, it's that ripple effect that goes out. So, you know, if we look at uh, some of the ancient stories and I actually named my eldest son after Ioannis hmm. and um, you know in our Australian colloquial way I, his name in Greek his name is Yanni um, but the origin the etymology of the word goes back to Ioannis hmm. and he is the ancient being that came or well, one of there's you know every culture's got a similar story that came out of the ocean and and taught humanity um, you know, about love and honouring one another and um, uh, ways of life. Uh, and I don't, I don't want to use the word civilization because it wasn't that. It was a way of life which was harmonious with nature, which was harmonious with one another, um, some basic principles to function from and the sharing of great wisdom mm-hmm. and living, living through that wisdom. And, uh, and I feel the time that we're in now, there's uh, many people who are ambassadors for that realm. I mm. partially feel like I'm one, you know, mm. uh, but there's others that have more of that substantial role and nature about them. And I feel Heather is one. I feel you're one. Absolutely. Mm. Joan, you know, my friend Jason, um, you know, these are people, CJ. Big, mm-hmm. big shout out to CJ. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful being. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's like, how do we now relay that wisdom? And I'm feeling like you have some wisdom to share from our uh, cetaceous family and really the, 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 the water dwellers, you know. Mm-hmm. For short, mm-hmm. I call them the aquatics, but it's really the water dwellers, you know. And there's, mm-hmm. you and I both know from our own personal experiences, and I'm talking now the deeper stuff that we've had in our lives, that there's entire civilizations, there's entire cultures, there's cities in those oceans, they're in other mm-hmm. frequencies, but the ocean is full of life. There's mm-hmm. 
more life in those oceans than there is on land, if that's possible. Right? Yeah. So I know there is, you know there mm-hmm. is. Um, and we've had those, you know, multidimensional experiences with them. Um, what do you have to share to humanity today? Is there, any, is there anything that you wish to share? I feel like some of it we've we've touched on a bit and you know Heather and I talk about this and Joan and Heidi and you sometimes too about like it's really it's time for us to wake up and really own who we are as these powerful beings you know we're not just here to like work nine to five and then get sick and old and die. Like we, we chose to come here during, especially this crazy chaotic time to be here. I think to help others as they're kind of waking up to what's going on, but also um, remind each other, remind ourselves like what so much more is possible here if we are all in our true authentic power and our voices and ourselves, uh, you know, our own soul as our own knowing rather than getting information from all these other sources and all these other people kind of trying to tell us how it is and what's going on. Like, no, like, who are you? Like, why are you really here? What's going on? And, and I feel like, it's been so exciting because I feel like our tribes of people are finding each other now, like this, you know, before the chaos more started, but like now it's like, it's really kind of forcing people into choices and deciding like, what is my truth? Um, What's my real truth? Not what I'm hearing the truth should be, but like, where, where am I in all this and where, what's my role? You know? And I think that, like that old saying, like, what, what is your joy? What is your passion? Like, that's, that's where our roles are. Like, how can we most be of service to the planet, to this amazing mother earth and all of nature here and not just the aquatics. Like I'm, I'm finding all of nature, you know, that they say the veil is thinning, but like we were talking earlier, how responsive everything is, the clouds, the trees, the geckos here, that everything, um, wanting to co-create with us now having us stop living on the planet but living with the planet and how can we all do this from a different space really and the more time i'm able to spend in the water under the water and with these beings the more i my body assimilates that and remembers that and can hold on to that longer as well or even with other humans the more time i can spend with heather or cj or joan or you guys it's it's constantly reminding each other because it's kind of dense here most of the time so it's like having those joyful joyful connections and reminders of you know we're here for more i also find that um the way they the the let's say the dolphies for example uh those cousins sort of like structure their social dynamics Mm. you know and it's like um each individual needs to be real about themselves in order to make 
the pod work mm-hmm. um, or function uh, in an appropriate manner. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's this integrity about them. Because mm-hmm. you do get some dolphins that can be not, not so nice. They're like people. You get good ones <laughs> and you get not so nice ones sometimes. Cheeky ones, you get funny ones and cheeky ones and quite a wide, wide range of personalities, you know. But the ones who are, are not very nice get sorted out pretty quick, mm-hmm. I found. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no there's no room for that kind of behaviour, really. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's... Um, you're right when you say uh, listening to all the other stories about what is real in life, all that narrative out there, there's just so much. It's, <laughs> it's getting so messy and confusing. Um, and that's part of the process of making it as messy and confusing as possible so nobody knows who's who and what's what anymore. Right. But there's gold in that process. Because that process is showing us that, hey, you know, um, it's forcing us to go within because there's nothing left out here mm-hmm. that's of any value, like real value, yeah? Mm-hmm. So even though we can complain and whinge about it all, mm-hmm. how awful it is out there, <laughs> right? <laughs> It is serving us in a beautiful and magnificent way because we are being forced to go within. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, feel that. And it's um, it's like what's going on out there is just—it's kind of like a neighbourhood you don't want to hang out in anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it is. That's where you keep saying it's like a bad movie. You can't stop watching it. You just keep eating more popcorn. <laughs> can't really walk out, so you have to kind of keep watching it. But so, yeah. What what else do you feel like they want to share with us that um, is going to help guide us moving forward in this process? After what we just said, there's nothing left out there, really. It's all going to shit, and it is. It's a really bad movie. It's gone from a B-grade movie to a C-grade movie to a D-grade movie and it's just plummeting, you know, um, yeah. past the Rotten Tomatoes score on a, into the negatives. It's crazy. Um, and so what What do we do now? Like as in what, what, what's the recommendation or the wisdom on the steps ahead moving forward? I feel like, like what you we're saying like accessing our own inner knowledge and power and, and intuition, especially right now, um, really diving deeper and and remembering and just getting past the bullshit, you know, like what, who are we really, you know, those reminders of it's just, I don't know. It's it's time to step into all these new dreams and creations that we've been talking about wanting to create this new world that is, you know, and, and not waiting for someone to come and save us or create something else. But like, what are what are we going to create together? There's so much magic here. We can do so much. 
when we all just show up, you know, and, and our don't be shy anymore, you know, to be in our power and what are our gifts and what do we want to do and how do we want to co-create with this amazing planet that we have? It's, uh, it's amazing that she still lets us be here <laughs> with everything we've done. You know, we always say that about the whales, like it's, it's incredible how forgiving they are having been hunted to almost extinction and to now be so gracious with their time and energy around humans and the connections that they have with us. It's yeah, such good teachers. And with that to still totally be vulnerable with us in that way, you know, it's, it's interesting times. That's for sure. You know, and I think a lot of people like right now are watching, like, well, this video says this and this person says this and this is happening and that's going to happen. And at some point, it's like it doesn't really matter anymore how it's going to appear out there if we're not in our own, you know, authentic selves. Like, why else are we here if not to be truly, really who we are? Yeah, exactly. And that doing that gives that you know, like we were talking about being authentic and that voice that then it allows and vulnerable other people gives that permission for other people to show up and do the same in that way. You know? And what's your personal process moving forward? What are the kinds of things like where are you putting your attention and your focus? Swimming as much as possible. <laughs> that's that's definitely keeping me sane right now. Um but the they're also, uh, I feel like the dolphins have, have shifted a little bit this past year with their interactions. Um, feels a little bit more intense, I would say, more, um, very specific, some of the dolphins and, and what they're doing and how they're acting with us. Very close, very snugly, like they're, uh, you know, it's interesting, they, it's a little side note, but they, you know, there's talk sometimes that people think like you're disturbing the dolphins, like give them space. They don't want people around that kind of thing. And we watched when they shut things down here with the quarantine and we couldn't get in the water for a period of time. The dolphins didn't show up in their usual places. They Isn't weren't there. Interesting. They weren't there. And yeah, I was just kind of really watching like, what's going to happen, you know? And so for a long time, then when they opened it back up, it was just the locals, which is, was really nice to just have the beaches to ourselves and to go and to see them. But they, their behaviors changed. They were not as regular. They kind of weren't really coming in as much. And then once it opened up and more people were coming, so many dolphins started coming in. There were pods everywhere coming in to see people. It was like, I found it fascinating. Yeah. Once once the people were showing up again, they came into all their regular spots and lots of them, different species, the spin it, uh, spotted, the spinners, the bottlenose were coming in. Um, bottles as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it felt like there was some shift. I'm not quite sure what it is yet, but that happened with them during that time too, whatever work they were doing on the planet at that time. Um, but reconnecting with them in that way when it, it was fascinating to me that they're they're uh, showing up in greater numbers and really like the sounds are a little bit different they're making 
You're hearing different sounds. I think they're trying to tell us this. Oh yeah, I love that one. <laughs> it's so great. So good to see. I have I have this one on my um kitchen wall, so I get to see yeah. this every morning. <laughs> oh, I love that face. <laughs> Wake yeah. up and be awesome. And I reckon that's what they're trying to tell us, huh? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and play, they're playing all the time. You know, yeah. playing, resting, or eating. We're all at the same time. You know, even when they're resting, they're still playing with us often. So I, I you know, think one thing I loved about them was, um, you know, it's like a rhythmic cycle that I noticed with them that, mm. um, you know, we get in the water and we need the surface and, you know, they're coming up and they're doing this and sometimes it's like, you know, and um, which I've been doing lately in the ocean. It's like um, uh, when a wave's going to come up and starts creating the lip almost, I sort mm. of like let's say I'm waist deep in the water, I squat and then I launch up the face of the wave. <laughs> and I make like a dolphin in the water. It's so much fun. I just really embody my dolphin archetype and I just play in the water like a dolphin. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then my movement in the water shifts, the way I move through the water, the, my relationship with the water, the way I read the water. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. all, just, it all just shifts. Um, yeah. Um, the one thing I noticed too when we were there is you'd see a few of them would get together and then they'd go deep. Mm-hmm. So they would group and go deep. And it's almost like when they go deep, they're working they're working stuff out. Mm. Yeah. And then they're down there for a while. And there was times, you know, well, your ability to free dive compared to me is just ridiculous. The way you can go so um, so deep and stay down there for so long. It's just amazing. Um, and there were times when we did go fairly deep, you know, um, and you can see like we've got the photos of, um, maybe I'll slot them in here. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll slot in the photo of, you know, me going deeper in. You could see the sand mm-hmm. at the bottom, you see the dolphins and you yeah. took some photos. And Actually, that's a good idea. We'll throw in a few shots um, in this you took um, when we're in the water and give people an example of some of the shots and also what if you send me some photos and i'll i'll put some in and at the end of this interview i can do a collage as well and just show a few of your photos um and um yeah so i might do that and and the creative juices are flowing um you know how you did that that piece for me with the music yeah by the way, I play that at TGMs. Oh, it's so good. So good. I love it. Um, is um, I could throw that in at the end as well because that's sure. got a bit of everything going on in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, just throw a few extra picks, that some of the ones that you want to share. Um, sure. But they go deep. They group. They go deep. They work stuff out and then they start coming up. And, yeah, you say, well, yeah, they've got to go for air. And they do. But what I find is when they come up, all of a sudden they're happy and they're celebrating. Mm. So it's like they group together, they go deep, they do the inner work, then they come up and then it's like, wee, <laughs> playtime. You know what I mean? And, yeah. then, and then when they get that out of their system and then they're kind of like, they don't go deep, but they're kind of like in the water and then they're just sometimes having a breath. You see them just, they just, just, just that gentle breach, you know. 
and uh, and they just swim along, and then they just go a little bit, you know, a few meters under, and then that, but they're near the surface, and they're just doing this a lot of time. But then you'll see them; a group of them will get together, and down they go. And it's really quite amazing that rhythmic cycle that they have, yeah, mm-hmm. of working yeah. and then play, yeah. mm-hmm. and then just cruising and being, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's nice to spend that much time with them to really be able to to witness that, mm. really see what they're doing, you know. And I love to when they're often if uh, if you're with part of the pod that is resting, you'll see them with one eye closed. They'll rest part of their brain at a time, so you'll see them. But is that right? They'll swim up. To, yeah, and, and I know we're always so careful. You know, when we see them resting, we just kind of chill and let them do their thing. But even in that space they're totally aware of you because they're all, you know, they'll swim right next to you and just open their eye a little bit and then close it back and look at you like, okay, they can swim together. And then we'll match that space and really kind of go into a meditation space with them and really just stay with them. And, and, you know, like you said, you can read their mind, you know, when they're going to go up and down and where they're going to go. So you can kind of really merge in with that pod in that way. Same with their playing. It's a different different kind of merging because it's a lot a lot more active when they're sandwiching you between them and on both sides and <laughs> making all those sounds. It's my favorite. Yeah. And you're just in there, you know. It's that's the best. So yeah. Oh, how fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So um <laughs> what else have you noticed in the way of uh, their dynamics now with people? And you said it's getting more intense. Is it like a particular theme? To that intensity um it just feels like really specific connections they're really coming close to people um, are you talking about like specific as in tailored connections to each individual person um, yeah it, it feels i guess it feels more intentional I, I don't know this is my interpretation but um even, I mean, with the regulars that those of us that swim with them all the time, everyone's commenting on it like, wow, they're really, really coming close and really feel like they're trying to communicate something. Um, but also with different tourists that are here and things like that, they're just going right up to them. It used to be like, you know, if you're comfortable, they're more comfortable and it's a yeah, slow yeah. thing. Now it just feels like full on, like. They're in everybody's space. They're here. They they want to communicate. They want to connect. They want to kind of nudge people out of their comfort zone. You know, the sounds have been incredible that I've been recording. Really? Recording so many sounds. Yeah, I'll send you some. That'd some be video. great. Yeah, and the videos are, yeah, the sounds. Because sometimes after, you know, our swims out there, when they're making these sounds constantly for an hour or two in the water, and we get out, we can't, we can't even speak. You know, it's that kind of, we say we get zapped by the dolphins, but with that sound and the sonar and all that, like we either, you know, sit on the beach and just laugh and just stare at the water or on the boat or whatever it is. It's like, there's no words, but you can feel processes happening in your body. You can feel your DNA shifting. You can feel everything being rearranged. So it's, uh, it's, I mean, I, I love that feeling to have that. You know, you just giggle. I know you've experienced that. We can't <laughs> can't find the words. Nope. <laughs> yeah. It's such a gorgeous natural high. Mm-hmm. 
And like with like with the whales when they're singing, when you're in the water with the whales when they're singing, like there's, oh, that's oh, that's a whole nother world. You know, it's like your bone, your whole body's shaking, and you know they've shown that 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 vibrates your bones like even down to the DNA. Like I said, it it shifts the structures of the DNA. Sometimes it's it's pretty incredible the research they have with the whale sounds and dolphin sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, the one thing that took me by surprise uh, was a few years ago, was it, were you off the coast of Costa Rica? Mm. Me? Yeah. Mm-mm. Where did you go in that part of the world? Uh, Dominican Republic. That's it. Yeah. That's it. The Dominican. Somewhere there. <laughs> that part of the world. <laughs> Another ocean. And I remember you contacting me and you were kind of freaked out. And you said, there's a new song. Mm. What year was that? I don't remember. Like 17? Because um, I remember it was when, yeah, the song changed all over the, yeah. the planet. Yeah. It changed Australia too. That Everyone was saying like, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, each season would be the same song and they would add like a verse in our language, add a verse to the song and, and keep it going all around the planet, the same song. And then there was that one year or summer or whatever it was that they said the whales showed up and the song had completely changed. Yeah, that's exciting. Oh, yeah, Because that's toning the ocean, that's toning the waters, that is changing the structure of reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because often, not all the time, but often they are facing down they're facing the earth when they're singing um, for those periods of time we've also seen them moving all the time and, and singing all over the place but often they'll stop and go nose down when they're singing so they're toning directly in into the earth so yeah to be able to be close to that is is a huge huge gift and you know you cannot function after that <laughs> And I remember when you contacted me and shared that, I was just like freaking out. I was emotional. I was crying because Mm -hmm. it was it was telling me that the energy is coming in from Cirrus and other and other places. You know, if I get a little bit more galactic about it, um, because of the cetaceous heritage from Cirrus and mine. You know, I've got mine from Cirrus, Um, and uh, that energy coming in, and then those beings, boom you know, via that method because there's a connection from Cirrus, the heart of Cirrus to the heart of the earth direct. Mm-hmm. However, doing this via the cetaceans and via the whale beings, it's, um, oh, you've uh, you just froze there, you're back. So doing, doing it while via the whale beings and intentionally like that, toning the earth in that way. Mm-hmm. Wow like crazy crazy Mm. powerful and that told me that the big changes were about to start happening on the planet Mm -hmm. because they're doing the background work to facilitate the change Mm -hmm. on that level Mm -hmm. yep Mm. yep that makes sense for sure that was a big that's toning, they were seriously toning the earth. And, you know, by toning the ocean, they're also toning us because it's the waters. Remember, we're 70% water. So whatever they're going to do to the ocean is going to affect 
all the water of the earth. I mean, how much mm-hmm. of the ocean evaporates and then becomes clouds and becomes rain and becomes water that we drink. Yeah. You know, and, and the water that we ingest and the water that we touch and, the, and then all that communication. Mm-hmm. And I feel that's why uh, they were trying to take the whales out. Because oh. someone somewhere knew that mm-hmm. that's what they're doing and that's what they're here to do and they wanted to, you know, eliminate that part of the process. Absolutely. I think that's part of why they're trying to keep people out of the water with the dolphins these days as much as possible. They know they know it's shifting our consciousness. They know it's waking people up and, yeah, trying to stop that, stop us from loving them so much. You know, there's that innate connection that we have and then we want to protect them and protect all of that and, and uh, they just don't want want to have to deal with us in that way. Mm-hmm. So, but it's happening anyway. There's more and more and more people are showing up to be with them in the wild. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, you remember that time that we were at that resort? Mm-hmm. And we were consoling the dolphins that were in the yeah in pools. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was pretty yeah. wild, eh? Yeah, they stopped and <laughs> came up and were looking at us, and security guard came over. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "What's going on here?" And these dolphins were right saying hi to us, and and we just mm-hmm. you know leaned against the fence saying hi to them, and they came right up to us, and they just didn't want to go, and. Yeah. He's like, what's going on here? You know, yeah. this isn't meant to be happening. He thought we were feeding them or something. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, we were just connecting with them, like sending them love and gratitude and all of that. And they were, it was amazing because they were just swimming in their circle and how they just stopped and were looking at us. Like, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was special. That was a very, very special time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the um, aquatic nature in our human physiology. What can you speak about that? What do you know about that? Because you would have got some pretty deep info, you know, mm. being close to Joan as well. There's that. It's kind of like, let, let me preface it, okay, as to where I'm leaning towards, you know. Mm-hmm. So on, uh, if we look at the evolutionary path, the process of evolution, as to uh, the way I've laid it out, um, so my interpretation of it, let's say, of uh, very early in the stages of the cosmos being formed, and let's say even just our galaxy, for example, which is much later on, it's a very young galaxy, um, the first complex life forms when a large reality is being formed uh, are exoskeletal in nature because the realities are really harsh. There's a lot of explosions and gaseous formations and rocks flying everywhere and asteroids and planets bumping into each other and like it's crazy time when a galaxy is being formed yeah or let's say entire cosmos is being formed and that's where you get your insectoids which is you know those types of life complex life forms and incarnational complex structures so they're the ones that happen first and then there's this flip that occurs and goes endoskeletal, but still endoskeletal, but still with a very harsh exterior because the ecosystem is still quite harsh. And that's the draconian energy, the dragon, the Draco energy. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And then from there, it branches off and you, then you get the softer skin. You get the reptilians after that. They come after the Dracos in evolution. And then from there, it branches out to the raptors, to the you know the birds, to the mammalians, to the... So, you know, there's a, there's a real truth to that um, process. Cosmically speaking, that is the evolutionary process as far as I'm aware, mm. from my knowledge. Um, and then in that process after the mammalians, it branches out, it starts coming back in, the concentration of life, and it comes into the cetaceans. Mm. And so now the cetaceans are the furthest along and the combination of all life that's come before, all the knowledge, all the wisdom, all the love that's been gained from all those evolution from all that evolution then after the cetaceans is the human and that's why we're the fractal of the planet we're the mm -hmm. fractal of the solar system we're the fractal of the galaxy we're the fractal of the universe right and i feel that they're here to remind us of the amount of spectrum of love that they hold that our potential is to have even more because we're entire fractal so they're medicine towards us is to remind us they're the closest to us absolutely yeah right? in the way we are structured as beings um people think it's like the ape or the monkey but it's not the cetaceans are closer to us than mm -hmm. the monkeys for example mm -hmm. um it's just the way people look at our human physiology they tend to look at you know certain aspects of our animal nature we're just as much animal as we are plant for example people don't realize that we're 50 50 plant and animal mm -hmm. you know but the focus tends to be more on the animal and inside of that animal part or well, the biggest part of us is aquatic so you go aquatic and then what's left that 30 percent is split into flora and fauna mm. okay and in that fauna they're focusing on again a small part so you could see how it's they've gone dismissing the aquatic dismissing the the plant focusing on the animal and when they focus on the animal they're only focusing on one part of the animal of us mm. Mm. of our entire construct but the cetaceans our cetacean our cetaceous heritage is strong it is it's there and that they're trying to sever that they don't want us to remember that because mm. when we do then we're going to open up to the spectrum of love that we know how to embody, that we naturally can embody, which is even greater than cetaceans because mm -hmm. we're the next along in the evolutionary path and we're mm -hmm. an entire fractal. Mm -hmm. So that's my comprehension of, of the big picture of what's going on. Mm -hmm. and, and when we look at the fact that we've got, you know, so much water in our bodies, we have this aquatic heritage that is so deep and um you know and the great teachers from the ages yeah there's ones that came from the stars but the ones that came from the oceans again they're just like swept under the carpet and let's not talk about them let's focus on the ones from the stars but hang on a minute you know these ones that came from the oceans are the mm -hmm. ones that actually guided humanity in the most appropriate way mm -hmm. you know? absolutely and they're connected to the stars oh absolutely like us, like it's, yeah. I remember, I remember we talked about this years ago when we were talking, you were talking about the order of 
evolution with that. And, and, and I think since, since then, even since then we had that conversation, they've actually come out scientifically and said that we are closer DNA wise, structure wise to the cetaceans than to the chimps and monkeys, like everyone wants to say. Yeah. Right. I, know. <laughs> I remember thinking that's right. Yeah. And it makes sense. I mean, I think it's, yeah, it's just a huge part of who we are with that. And they are, they are definitely trying to remind us and kind of nudge us along of like, you're more than you think you are kind of thing. Like stop playing dumb. Like, oh, like, you know, we can activate all these other parts of ourselves. We can have that communication with them, which more people are aware of now and, and create what's next, you know? And, and I think a lot of us being drawn back into the water is to remember those lifetimes as the aquatic beings that we were, you know, with them coming, you know, through the, through the different systems and the Pleiades and Sirius and all that, that there's. And we go through our mother's waters. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm just froze. Oh. So true. Like, how. Hang on a sec. It's uh there we go. Yeah, there's better. Yeah, I mean it's just such a powerful um and what is a womb? What is a womb? You know, and the womb inside of a woman is a stargate. Mm -hmm. Stargate that being brings a being from another dimension of time and space into this one. (laughs) There you go. So, oh, you know, unlike us, man, you're walking around with a stargate inside you. It's <laughs> fucking mad. It's pretty wild. It's totally wild mm-hmm. when you look at it from that perspective. But it's true. It's what it's a stargate. Mm-hmm. Water based. Water based stargate. Water based. Hello. Absolutely. I mean, they even had that in Stargate SG One, right? In the movie, in the series, it's it's through the puddle. Mm-hmm. I went into the puddle, you know, in one of my experiences when I went somewhere. I don't want to mm-hmm. get to that right now, but <laughs> I had to jump into the puddle. Actually, I fell in it. <laughs> no, it's yeah. true. It was it was it was horizontal, yeah. and I'm on a platform, and I just went and just fell mm-hmm. into the puddle. Yeah, that was the that type of technology that I I had that experience with. It was the jump room to Mars. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I won't go into that right now. That's a whole nother show. <laughs> That's a whole nother show. You know, you, you and I have talked about these things extensively in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, the uh, the water theme is there in our lives strongly. And, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's this isn't a theory. This isn't some sort of ideology we're spouting. It's a fact of nature. It's a fact of right. reality. Mm-hmm. We're not making this shit up. You know? mm-hmm. We're just oh, acknowledging. Yeah. We're just saying, hey, and, you know, we're helping people to remember, right? Yeah. And there's, you know, there's, it's those visceral memories being awakened in people. And there's a reason why suddenly, well, a couple of years ago, everybody wanted to be mermaids. The mermaid thing was, was going crazy everywhere. And, and the TV shows were about mermaids and the th- like everything was going on. I know with our daughters, like everything was about mermaids. Um, 
And I love that because then I think, okay, well, what's what's going on here, you know, in the consciousness that people are now like really deeply connecting with with that aspect of their, you know, magical selves or really wanting to be in the water in that way. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you um hear Heather's story? So when which she was one? still in Malibu? Yeah, which one? Yeah. She was still in Malibu and you know, she did her swim in the morning and mm. she got her full mermaid tail on, like the, the full thing. Yeah. And um, because she's got a a proper tail, and uh, she came out of the water, and there was a mother there with these two young girls, like four and five years old. (laughs) That's the best. (laughs) And the little girls were freaking out, and Heather's looking at the mum, and the mum's like, "Like, let's let's do this." And so they did. (laughs) So they played along. (laughs) And those two little girls, mate, just had the time of their life. Like for them, it was just so real and yeah and she held oh, them and she let, they, they touched her tail and yeah oh. it's just one of those magical moments it is those are the ones i love but with the kids bringing the kids out here in the water like oh they know they know the truth yeah. you know most of them if it hasn't been programmed out yet you know they know what's real out there that they can can talk to everything yeah, it's it's uh, they're good teachers for us too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I um just going to shift gears a little bit here. Sure. I uh, just wanted to ask you, what's your um take on what's going on in the world at the moment? And <laughs> um, yeah, well, you can dive into that as much as you want. You don't have to go. You know, it's like no pressure. Um, just wanted to hear your thoughts and feelings, and um, you know, and maybe share a little bit how you're coping with it like what's your approach to Mm. coping with it but yeah what's your take on this madness at the moment (laughs) it's crazy (laughs) it's um i feel like we're going through a huge huge paradigm shift here in general you know the whole the whole planet all the human beings every everything feels like a huge um, opportunity for upgrade. Um, our 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 own souls, our own beings of uh, rethinking the the truth here, um, since so much mistruth is being spewed all over the place. We're kind of being forced into, like you said, to go inward. Like you know, we're all being uh, forced inside literally <laughs> and figuratively uh, with ourselves. And, and I think having that opportunity and using it as an opportunity is, is a positive way for us to kind of deal with it, so to speak. Um, but yeah, it feels like just a, a, a huge shift. You know, they've talked for years about the poles are going to shift and everything's going to go crazy, but I feel like that's happening right now internally for people really figuring out, okay, slowing down enough to say like, what, what am I doing? What have I been doing with my life? Am I, am I really contributing, you know, to this earth and to humanity in the way that I want to? Um, Have I just been surviving? You know, what's exciting for me? Um, I know here for us in our lives, we really, um, 
it didn't affect us too much, kind of all the crazy rules that went into place. We were still most of the time able to swim and be outdoors and in nature, which I'm super grateful for because it would have been crazier otherwise. Um, but we've been doing more writing and um, like, you know, Heidi's published three books now already and things wow, like that. Wow, go Heidi. I'm really good. Fantastic. Oh, they're great too. Um, she's working on two more. So it's, what, it's, books, what books are they? Do you want to name them at least or where can uh, you go to find she, them? Yeah, she finished one. Um, it's called Fire and Water, Awakening the Dragon Within. Oh, wow. And that's, that's like her her life story really up till now um, as being uh, a female fire captain in the fire department and then kind of her uh, like awakening process through that. Um, through her life and with her parents and growing up and really kind of what brought her here now, including dolphins, whales, ETs, all kinds of fun stuff. It's a really, really fun read with that. She's got great, great stories with that. And then she's, she wrote um, a couple of smaller books. She's doing a series of, of books called What If? And so one is, um, what if, yeah, What If Death is a Doorway? And that one's just the whole, like she, she's been around a lot of death being in the fire department and through her life. So it's, it's a new perspective of like, what is this really? What, what is death? Like, and, and what are we programmed to think it is and that kind of stuff. So it's a sweet book. It's a quick read, but it like, it's one that it's, she's not telling you anything. She's inviting you to, to think about things, you know, in a different way. And then the other one is called what if belief systems are just BS. <laughs> that's a great one too. It's because it's like, where, why do we believe what we believe? Where did it come from? Why can't we just, you know, we can change it at any time. It's just made up something that we keep thinking and that we make up. So it's, it's a, that's another kind of like a sweet book like that. And she's working on another one now called what if, what if we are intergalactic intelligence? I think, I think that's the name of it. Um, about our relatives with all the, our, our relationship with all the star beings and, um, connection with that so how fantastic wow go hard so, so yeah. yeah it's been fun so she's doing a lot of teaching and classes and stuff um with her work now and it feels good so it's 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 been fun for us to really kind of re-look at like what do we want to create moving forward right like so where, can, the, where can people go to find Heidi's work um her website is Heidi Tehana dot com and it's spelled h y d e e t e h a n a okay all her stuff is on there there you go yeah give Heidi a plug too yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely she sends her love to you also thank you so much yeah i look really yeah. look forward to meeting her one day yeah yeah so i mean that's really how we've been kind of i guess uh dealing with all this in Sandy's what brings joy and how how can we can stay in that while watching the world kind of work itself out and 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 see what's going to come next I think it's going to be an interesting year um and I think it's going to be tough I think it's going to be tough for a lot of people with a lot of information that's going to be come out soon but you know how we've all been enslaved in ways that people don't realize, you know, so it's uh, it's a gentle way of putting it, I think of, mm. um, 
the process that's going to happen soon. I think, um, which is needed. I think it's needed and um, hopefully not too harsh as we move forward. But I think it's been an opportunity for for people. And I, I mean, I'm not like downplaying how tough it's been and economically and, and for people, it's, it's some of it's been really, really hard here too. Um, but in, internally, like how are we, you know, going to move forward and in, in our sovereign being of like, what are we doing here? Like, what are the choices that we're making and what are we contributing to with that? Yeah. yeah. That's exactly right. It's, um, I feel like the choice that, you know, all the thought process we need to have right now is exactly what you said, you know, and is it, you know, are we giving? So I, I, I kind of like transcended that servitude model, mm. like service to self versus service to others mm -hmm. is, a, is a servitude model dialectic that has been created. Mm -hmm. Whereas um, I'm more... I want to come from an empowered position and when from when I'm empowered then I can now contribute to people's lives so mm -hmm. I'm more uh, of that contribution uh, mm -hmm. uh, from an empowered place rather than the old-fashioned servitude model yeah I, I wanted to transcend that dialectic and and and, and move beyond it because um, I feel that we're creating a new expression of life here on earth that's mm -hmm. never been seen before. This is the first time because what I'm experiencing is a new version of my being in the universe emerging out of my humanity. Mm. Yeah. So mm -hmm. to create the new, we've got to transcend all these old paradigms. And for me, you know, when I hear all the rhetoric that's out there, especially in the new age, what I call the new cage religion, <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's it's, yeah. it's like it's it's there's just all these dialectics that are being created um, to hold people in that space and they just bounce around in these dialectics and mm -hmm. you know even when you listen to all the rhetoric at the moment to do with all the political circus that's been going on it's been raging right mm -hmm. the three ring circus um you know we're we're looking at this whole um you know one side calling the other side Satanists, you know, and Luciferians, and then the other ones are doing the same to the other side. So they're in the yeah. whole God versus the devil, <laughs> you know, Absolutely. model, and they're just bouncing yeah. around in that arena, and that's why they're in so much conflict, and that's not creating the new. Mm -hmm. And I'm finding that, you know, my focus is about creating the new, but I can only create the new through the new version of me that needs to emerge. Right. That is wanting right. to emerge. That is emerging. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. The the rest feels like the divide and conquer strategy, turning everybody against each other rather than like, okay, how can we, how can we be in this together? Like you said, and supporting each other to have that expression of ourselves to come out in that way. Um, I mean, I know it's it's definitely shifting us of you know doing more gardening, like connecting with nature more, laying outside and talking to the clouds and asking for rain when we need it, asking for the sunshine, you know, and really having that communication has been beautiful. And like you said, like the more that we take care of ourselves and nurture that, then that voice can come forward, you know, and it's not, it's not from a service to self place. It's from a taking care of 
place because if we don't take care of ourselves first we're no good out there you know so it's absolutely 100% agree with that 100% you're no good to anyone out there because what we're doing is just coming from a broken place no strength there's no foundation to launch Mm -hmm. intentions of creativity from Um, and you know we need to launch from a solid set of values and you know um virtues and a place within our heart you know that that strength that's deep uh and 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 it's, it's like bringing an end to ideological systems it's nice to have good ideals right but mm-hmm. ideology as in the isms that's what's breaking society. That's what's, you know, it's, it's like we give our power over to those ideological systems and people are functioning from here, from the distortions, from the distorted ego. Uh, they're functioning from those places because that's where they're launching their intentions from. Mm-hmm. That's not creating the new. Mm-hmm. That's still inside the matrix space. Yeah. So when we come from natural relationship, like when we relax back into our heart soul essence, Mm-hmm. And then we're in that unified field with Mother Earth and with all of life. Then all of a sudden we have a whole new experience of reality. We have, you know, we, we, we begin to turn inside out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and we've got this whole new version of ourselves going, okay, well, right now I'm turning inside out. I'm experiencing a new version of me. I'm experiencing a new version of life. Because mm-hmm. I'm seeing the old ways of nature coming to a close as well, mm-hmm. you know. And the messages we're getting from our aquatic cousins is, hey, you know, you might want to remember who you are and what you're doing here. And like the whales are singing that new song. They're, they're, they're evolving as we are. Everything out here in nature is evolving Mm-hmm. You know, ant species are working out who's going through and who's not. Trees are working out who's going through and who's not mm-hmm. into the new realities. You know, and yeah. so there's this this whole new everything that is emerging. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that's why there's such a strong push for the madness for the injectables with nanotechnology to assimilate everybody into the singularity. It's this this clamp down. Because the, the, the technical intelligence God and the religious God, they're losing their shit because they're losing control of us. They're terrified that we are becoming sovereign as a race. Yeah. And, and the reality's morphing too. They're, they're losing their grip. Absolutely. The, the, their yeah. grip is slipping. And, yeah. Um, and now they, they're becoming more psychotic. They're becoming <laughs> frantic. And, yeah. and it's being expressed in... The, the societal infrastructures in the governing systems and the mm-hmm. corporate infrastructure and the technocrats. And, you know, it's really clear to see the psychosis that's being broadcast through that whole infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And the amount of, you know, with as fearful of they are as they are of us waking up to that, like they've had to create this massive fear around the planet to get us, you know, into fear to go along with getting something injected into our body you know it's great such panic that people would say just tell me what to do like just save me inject me you know and it, it it's uh, it's hard to watch and and to try to communicate to some people that are not ready not ready to to really hear or believe that they don't have their best interest 
at heart, you know, and to have that, uh, I don't know, make the shift from, from listening to whatever it is, the religion, the government, the president, the whatever that like, we're our own sovereign beings that we don't need them to tell us how to take care of ourselves, how to do that. We have this planet, the nature beings wanting to talk to us and share that with us of how to co-create wellness here in all those ways. And that's, uh, there's just feels like there's that battle going on with, uh, on all levels, like internally with people, externally and globally, you know, and beyond of who's not going to win, but like, which energetic pattern is going to emerge there? Like, are we going to be those beings, you know, those sovereign beings that we are? Or are we going to give that power, just keep giving it away? You know? And I, I feel that um, there's many people who are just in that drama vortex and then they're in what I call the take. Mm. Where they just there's not much contribution going on, and they're playing. They're in the victim archetype. Yeah, they've been over overrun by the drama. They're deeply victim, and um, for and this is a feminine component. There's distorted masculine components and distorted feminine components in the formula in the structure. And the distorted feminine component in the structure is the damsel in distress archetype. Mm. And both men and women are embodying that archetype. Mm -hmm. And for the men too, it's the broken warrior, the wounded warrior, Mm -hmm. that pacified side of it. And, Mm. you know, I I live really close to a mountain that it is the wounded warrior and it's about healing the wounded warrior. I found the law of the land here after I was drawn to come and be here. It's like, how appropriate. Mm -hmm. And the healing I've had and what I've gone through since I've been here, the medicine of the land here. I mean, you remember what Pele did to me when I got there. (laughs) I do. (laughs) He smashed me. I'm like yep. having a major meltdown and bawling my eyes out. And she's just like the power in her was incredible. And, you know, it's it's like when we really truly embrace, when we get out of that drama story and we start embracing life in its true nature and mm. embrace the medicine that life has to offer, whether it's a lizard crossing your path, whether it's going and getting ocean medicine by swimming in, in the ocean, whether it's walking up a mountain and experiencing mm. the medicine of the mountain, the law of the land, you know, sitting under a tree and getting the medicine of the tree realms, mm-hmm. you know, and that individual being, the wisdom, the standing yeah. ones, you know, they're called mm. the standing ones. You know, it's just like there's just so much richness mm-hmm. in this world in our lives, but, you know, our psyche has been pulled into this drama vortex it is a vortex yeah and it's just like everybody's in this madness in there going and all we got to do is step Mm -hmm. back from it that's all you need to do yeah yeah i know when i start to get caught up i just have to go outside i just lay in the driveway walk in the grass connect with the dogs something you know whatever it is just to remember because you know that's like we were saying that's 
part of ourselves, as part of our DNA. When we're connecting with the trees and the land, that's also us connecting back to ourselves in that way and honoring that part of ourselves and listening to that part of ourselves that knows that we're beyond all this drama. You know, we can keep coming back to that. It gets harder sometimes, but it's like we always have that there for us. One of the things, uh, the way I language it is, um, yes, there's the dramas playing out in the human world, but what about the rest of the world? Mm. You know? And and the way this system operates, it makes you believe that the dramas playing out in the human world is the world. Right. And there's nothing else. Mm -hmm. And everything else is surplus to requirements. Mm -hmm. I've come to know through my life experiences, our experiences, the medicine I had with you and the medicine that I've had, the learning, the, the wisdom, the love that I've experienced in nature, Nature is a remedy. Nature is the remedy. Absolutely. For the problems we have in the world today. Mm-hmm. How, how does that speak to you? Absolutely. And it, it reminds me, um, I have a, a nonprofit here that works with women who've survived trauma and abuse. And that's the main, main thing that we use with our retreats and our wellness programs that we do is is nature i mean in this island offers so much in that aspect um whether it's getting in the ocean going for walks just moving our bodies breathing sitting on the lava it's uh nature is that's our essence of who we are we're not we're not separate from it you know it's it's part of us and when we lock that off we're locking off that that knowledge um, and that, that gentleness, that connection. And I know, you know, when we were working with, with these women, um, we all, we, we all have that when we're working in circle or working together in the, in those vulnerable places and everyone's being authentic, whether it's just floating in the water together to feel all those, our, our senses, all the sensations come alive. And it's the same laying in the grass together with that. It's, it's really, um, even something as simple as that can be completely overstimulating for some people that have been shut down for so long to feel so much so fast um, with that because it nature's fast. It just is waiting for us to say, yes, I'm here. I see you. I hear you. I feel you. And it's, it's immediate. I mean, it's an instant healing with that because then we're saying yes to ourselves in that way. You know, so yeah, I think nature is, is, is everything medicine on all levels for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, uh, just really feeling that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. with your um retreats that you're doing can Mm -hmm. you talk a little bit more about that because i feel it's going to be very helpful for some Mm -hmm. woman who are those beautiful women out there that are working through trauma Mm -hmm. may find you know what you have to offer very very helpful and supportive 
Sure. Absolutely. And I, I do a variety of things. So sometimes I'll have people contact me that want more of like a personal retreat, like on their own that want to come out and have time together and connect with the dolphins and, and do other activities on the Island. Um, uh, and that's, that's beautiful, whether it's a couple of days or a week or something like that, I'll put, put those things together. Um, or with the, with the nonprofit, with the foundation, we do, um, we've done week long retreats and we've also done, uh, like weekend retreats, three day retreats. And it's, it's incredible to me how, how much can happen in three days or one day, really, you know, with, with intention in that way. And with, um, we work only with women and not now. So that's why I'm talking about women, but like when women come together in those kinds of circles, it's the possibilities that unfold are incredible. You know, it's just coming with that, um, no agenda, just being present, holding space, knowing we're all there together. There's, there's no one leader. I mean, some of us are holding space, but like we're there together. I mean, we all have our stuff, you know, and we're, we're learning from each other and, and really, um, and it's neat here because it's usually a mix of cultures. You know, we've got Hawaiian women that come and we've got Japanese and Asian and Filipino and just the whole mix. And I love that because it's so rich because everyone has so much to share and offer um, together. So we do a variety of things. I mean, everyone's favorite thing to do is to go into the ocean and to be with the dolphins on those retreats. Um, and incredibly, we get, we do have some women that are born and born and raised here that have never been in the water here. And that's, that's one of my favorite things is to just to teach people or reintroduce that to someone to have that experience, to, to be able to get out of that grip of fear that they may have. It's, a weird, it's a weird thing. Like, you know, uh, well, I live 200 meters from the water, mm -hmm. right? literally. It's like yeah. a two minute walk to the to the beach for me. But um, there was times when I was in such a deep personal cycle and I was deep in my dramas that it would be like, I remember the one time it was two weeks without going in and then I snapped out of it. It took me a while, the resistance, because I was like, oh, I've got to go in, I've got to go in. And then this other energy would appear and prevent me from going in. And now it's like if, if I go two to three days without going in the water, I'm like, I so feel it. Like, yeah. And even yesterday afternoon, it was after being in front of my computer editing all day, I'm like, mm. I've got to get in the water. So I went for a swim, like, you know, in the evening. Mm. Oh, talk about the best medicine. It's just, yeah, it just balances everything out. I feel alive again and I feel more present. And yeah, it's just the best medicine. Even if people don't live by the beach, go mm. jump in a river, go jump in a lake. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's it's the water is the key, you know. That's why you feel so good after a bath or a shower, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And next Absolutely. time you get in the bath and a shower, really make a point of connecting with the water and, and appreciating mm -hmm. the water, you know. And so, yeah, there's people here that mm -hmm. live in this area here and you're lucky if they go in once every three months and you just kind of think, mm, you know. Yeah. But for people yes. to it's live on that place. island and born there <laughs> mm -hmm. and not go in with the dolphins, mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. Or even get in the water at all. 
you know, and, and it, it's everyone's stories and family relationships with the ocean that are different too, especially with Hawaiian families, um, where they come from, which, you know, I, I love to hear their stories and things like that. And some of them, they realized it's, it's not their story, maybe their family story, but they, they really want to shift it, you know, but they have this fear based on things they've been taught or been told and things like that. So that it's, uh, I know we had, we had one woman once in a retreat that was just terrified of the water. Wasn't even sure she was going to come on the boat with our retreat group. And, you know, you get really close really quickly in these retreat groups and everyone's, you know, connecting on the same level and know that we've all gone through stuff. So you don't have to talk about it. You just, it's just there, you know, so we got her on the boat and finally got her into the water, but she was, she wouldn't let, she was holding onto the ladder. Like she got in and would just hug the ladder and hold on. And like, she's like, I'm in, I'm good. I did it. I did it. You know? And I just watched all these women surround her. They're like, no, we're here. Like you're going to come in. And it was just so beautiful. They surrounded her. I think there was three other women that, that just were like, you know, just give me, give me your right hand. And so she let go with like her right hand and they give me your light, you know, and they finally got her. They all came together and held her in the water. And I just, I watched her, like her face relaxed, you know, every now and then she'd get a little scared, but like, she just totally, this like massive, powerful Hawaiian woman there letting all these white women hold her. And that in itself was huge for this big woman holding. I know I got chills. Um, and just holding her and, you know, and they're like, you did it. You let go of the ladder. You know, and so that became our phrase that whole year with her. We're like, just let go of the ladder. If you get to, anyone got scared of anything, they're like, let go of the ladder. But she, you know, she later in our closing circle later that week, she thanked all of us for, she said, thank you for giving me back my culture, a piece of my culture that I had lost connection with. She said, I know that this is my truth now, you know, and I'm not, I'm not afraid of the water that wasn't mine you know, with that. And it's so powerful. I mean, dolphins at that point were seconds or, you know, later she was able to see them, but like, just, um, I think sometimes that resistance we feel, cause we know something big is going to shift and change. And so we're like, no, I don't want to do it, even though oh, it's going to feel really that's good. A, that's the key point right there. That's, yeah. that's the key point right there. Mm. Can you please yeah. say that again? You have to say that again, because everybody, everybody's got this going on in their life. Every single one of us do. And you yeah. who's watching this, you do too. Yeah. Everybody's got this going on. Please say yeah. it again. Yeah. So it's that, uh, that resistance and that stubbornness that we can hold in our body when we know something is going to create great change for us. And it, it's, it's, we know it's going to be really good and we resist it. You know, it's that fear to just get through that initial part. And it, it's almost, doesn't even feel like fear anymore. It just feels like stubbornness, you know, of like, I, I, I'm not ready to, to feel that yet. Or I, I'm just terrified. And it's because there is unknown, like that, that fear, that self-protection, that close offness, that's familiar and predictable and is safe for a while. But at some point, like it's hindering everything that we do. So whatever it is, for us, it might not be the ocean, obviously for everyone, but whatever it is to push through, it's, I, I just see, I see it myself sometimes too. Like, I know I feel better if I just do this and I'm like, I don't want to do, you know, it's like that resistance. But now like 
there's no time for that anymore. You know, that feels like the old, the old stuff, you know, it's time to break through that stuff and, you know, that resistance to feeling good or letting go of something that doesn't serve us anymore. It was made up anyway. It was made up to so we could survive. And now we're in a different space. You know. Yeah. <laughs> that was so good. Because how <laughs> often do we want to change something within ourselves? And then it's like uh, there's a slide that I put up in my, in my courses. And um, I can't remember the gentleman's name. It's it's the the movie was about you know Wolf of Wall Street, um, oh, yeah. uh, and it was like a based on a true character, and the slide uh, the the quote is, um, uh, all the bullshit stories that we tell ourselves you know as to why we can't achieve it the only that's it the only thing holding us back from achieving our goals are the bullshit stories, um, of how we tell ourselves as to why we can't achieve it. Mm. You know, and it's like there's this resistance, that wall that comes up and it's mm -hmm. a weird energy. It's strange and it just, and sometimes it can be subtle and it just prevents you from moving yeah. forward to making that step to make the change happen. And I've seen it in my life and I've seen it in my friends, mm -hmm. you know, they just resist, they resist, they resist. It's just like, and, it, and it's like, is it a fear? Yeah, it's a deep-seated fear though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it's in the subconscious, and you know, and the way it it, it emerges and comes out in people's lives, and it's just it's amazing because I was an expert at convincing myself not to be successful, yeah, <laughs> not to achieve my goals, mm -hmm. to remain in a hole, in a drama, to remain diminished, yeah, to remain incapacitated, to remain broken to remain what I call on the merry-go-round of misery, mm -hmm. the merry-go-round of pain and blame, you know, and the day I decided to step off that merry-go-round and move through that wall, move through the pain, not try and move around it, not mm -hmm. duck and weave and dodge it, but yeah. to look pain fair in the face and go, all right, now we're doing it mm -hmm. and just embrace it just take it all in and move through the pain you know mm -hmm. that changed everything mm -hmm. yeah. and it's never as bad as we imagine it's going to be it never is it's just the, one of the analogies i give people is like you're about to dive in the pool or you're going about to go in the ocean and you there's this fear because it's going to be cold or whatever <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> 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 I still do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then once you're in, it's like, oh, this is great. It feels fantastic. But what is that? You know, when you're on the precipice, what is that? Totally. I know. I always joke. I'm like, it's not going to be warmer in two minutes or in five minutes when I'm sitting there waiting to get in. It's not going to be warm. Like, what am I, what am I doing up here? <laughs> And it's not like the water there is cold. No, I know. <laughs> I mean, I was, remember I was there in like February one time, which is on the end of winter, right? And I'm like, it's like a warm bath here compared to the water that I we know. have. <laughs> yeah. 
you're all wearing rashies and wetsuits and I'm like, I don't right. need it. <laughs> We're a little more acclimated. <laughs> oh, mind uh, you, when we got into the deeper ocean with the whales there, that's when I was wearing the rashie. Yeah, it was a bit, yeah, mm-hmm. it was a bit colder out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. when you're in that water for a long time, that's when you need that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, but it is an interesting like, what is it we come up against with that? Because it's our own, it's our own stuff. No one's putting it on us. You know, it's our, and I'm sure there's layers and patterns and beliefs and all that kind of stuff. But it's it's a, uh, it's it's funny to witness, and it's nice to have people to reflect that back. I know Heidi and I will do that for each other. Like, well, why are you? resisting it like the other the other day I had a headache I don't usually get headaches it's usually just energy trying to move and I was like oh my it was after a boat boat trip and uh could just feel stuff trying to move trying to move and and she's like why don't just do your breathing we have this breathing thing we do and it shifts things instantly and I was like no I don't want to you know it's like why not you're gonna feel better I'm like I don't like you know I don't like it I don't want to do it just in that space of like I don't want to you know I'm just gonna wait for it to shift on its own kind of thing and resisting taking it into my own hands and just shifting it I knew I could do it and I didn't <laughs> I just was waiting for it to- and I feel that that is a microcosmic example of the macrocosmic issue that we have at hand that you know we know we can do it. We know we can change the world. Why aren't we? Why are we so afraid? It's froze again. Right. Oh, internet like freezing tantrum. at the most interesting moments. It just, oh, I know. It's unreal. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like a big tantrum, you know. Like. Well, we know we can do it, you know. But why are people so afraid to speak up? You know, I'm not yeah. talking about, you know revolutions on the streets and stuff i'm just talking about generally speaking being able to just have a bit more of a voice with your family with your friends with you know your communities and it's like uh you know tracy chapman you know talking about a revolution sounds like a whisper you know what a great freaking song so good it's so appropriate right now Mm -hmm. i recommend everybody listen to the lyrics in that song and 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 it's we can do it we can all do it we can Mm -hmm. change our ecosystems, we can change our communities, we can change the dynamics in our families and in our friends, circles of friends, in our workplaces, but just gently, not coming out and just going, yeah. but just little gentle nudgings and just living the, the vibrance, living that new expression of yourself, you know, beyond the drama, mm-hmm. you know, being that beacon of light being the lighthouse and this is the analogy i I've, I've been sharing for a long time is the way the world is at the moment and the where the world is heading at the moment is we have to be the ship that holds steady through the storm mm. you know and we've got to keep our eyes on the prize and that prize like the lighthouse in the distance and the waves are bashing all around you and things are going mad all around you but we need to hold steady through the storm Mm-hmm. and and we have to and that's just being centered and being that authentic expression mm-hmm. be the ship in the storm hold steady see that lighthouse and that lighthouse in the distance is your own light from within you it's your soul expression it's your authentic mm-hmm. it's your authentic yeah. Light, right yeah beaming yeah. out at you calling you and just like pfft. yeah yeah and the more that we can 
do do that or be that really be that energy in that space and it provides it helps others so we can help you know others have a place to turn and look and like yeah okay like get yeah, like you said we become that lighthouse for other ships that are out there like okay i can do this too you know we can do this for each other but if we're all scrambling around and no one knows what's going on but it's like i'm seeing that here in the community where people are like okay right yeah that's right we're still okay we're on track we're good you know everyone's checking in with each other like am i crazy yes but it's okay we're good we're like we're on track like just good keep crazy leaving. Yeah, good crazy. Good crazy. Yeah. Good crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to find that light, that language and that connection in that way that we can all like yeah. make it make it through those storms together. Yeah. You know, like especially this one. Mm. So it's uh mm. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, on that beautiful note, feels like the energy's winding up. Yeah. And um I just want to say how much I truly, truly appreciate this co-creative opportunity with you. It's mm -hmm. been it's been a long time coming, and um, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure, absolute treat. And mm -hmm. um, please share with us again your your website. I'll I'll put it up in a little window thing too. But if you can verbalise it, it'd be nice. Sure, it's uh, lisadenning.com. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's nice and simple. And um, if people want to access the retreat information, where do they go for that? Um, they can get it on there. I have a link. Yeah, a link to the nonprofit on there and or it can just email me and ask questions. But there's a link to that website, too. Easy peasy. That's Easy. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Oh, mate, yeah, please uh, give Heidi a hug for me. And uh, I really look forward to catching up with you again real soon. Same. Thanks, George. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Lisa. All right. <laughs>